This is real food, handmade by people who love what they do. This is cheese by hand. Today on Cheese by Hand, we travel to Gonzales, Louisiana, where we spent today touring the area with Chef John Fulce, the owner of Bittersweet Plantation Dairy. The time and the people and the resources, but somebody has to have the vision, and normally the vision begins with the statement, you, you have to be kidding, right? <laughs> the vision always begins that way. <laughs> you, you have to be kidding. We're not really going to do that, are we? <laughs> But I mean, you see, just the entrance way into the garden. What started that for you? Well, basically, I, I was lucky to be born into a culture that has such, that plays, I guess, such an important role in the origin of American cooking. And just Americans, American philosophy of food. I mean, I was born in that region and then I was born in a particular culture that places such a huge emphasis on food, I think like no other Cajun cuisine. And there's a reason for it. Uh, we were so removed from the entire landscape of the country. I mean, we were swamp dwellers. We lived in the swamps of Louisiana. Our primary language was French. Uh, Socially, we got together with our community around the table. That's all we did because we were trapped in the swamplands. Uh, our fathers were trappers who hunted and fished. That's what they did for a living. Our spare time was gardening and growing our foods because there were no stores or supermarkets. And our social events revolved around families coming together to prepare food to store food, to create holiday foods, uh, to create the holiday table when friends and extended family came over. So food was everything we did. So growing up in that culture, food was right after family and church. That was it. That was the triangle. That was the three legs of a very stable stool that we sat on as a culture. Cuisine, church family. Being part of Creole and Cajun culture is what defines Chef John Fulce. The restaurants he created, the cookbooks he has written, the TV shows, and even the prepared foods, all of them are designed around one central theme, place. And while the cheese he produces is important to him, it's part of a much larger vision to preserve the cultural traditions of this place and honor the contributions of the immigrants who settled it. John explained some of this to us as we walked around the gardens with him at his plantation, White Oak. But then it dawned on me that there was a much, much bigger mission here, and that is that this should become a living museum of food where not only did we do food every day here, but that we create seven, a minimum of seven gardens representing the seven nations of Louisiana, and each garden having the contribution of that nation to Louisiana's Cajun and Creole cuisine. So that project started about five years ago by clearing off some of the property but not enough to harm the property 
uh, using the resources we had, like the lakes, which you'll see in the back, and stocking them with the two main fish that the Cajun and Creoles ate so that we would have a good supply of fish coming out of our own lakes. And then little by little, hiring a team. I have four horticulturists on staff. And those horticulturists are each here to research the seven nations and each one's in charge of one nation to put in not only the foods that they brought here, but also the uh, uh, the ancillary visuals that they brought here. Like we know that it was the English who brought the camellia flower here because camellia is in the tea family and the English wanted to grow their own tea. the commonality between yeah. everything I do is the preservation and the promotion in some way, not necessarily for the money raised, but to preserve and promote the culture, the foods, the music, the art, the architecture of the seven nations so that after I'm long gone, when you come to the Chef John Falls Gardens at White Oak, there'll be the cheese, there'll be the wine, there'll be everything that represents those seven nations for you to walk through because it's never been done. When we talk about the seven nations that established Creole cuisine, we begin with the Native Americans because there was a thriving, thriving Native American population here um, 2,000 years before Christ. There was a huge trade nation of Native Americans here at a particular place called Poverty Point. There were 76 Native tribes here when the French set foot here to colonize when La Salle put the flag for France in 1689, there were 76 tribes here, all doing wonderful food and preservation and smoking of meats and filet powder and red swamp bay of this tree right here that you see. That's a Native American gift. Um, then the French came next. Uh, Spain came next, even though Spain actually came first with the conquistadors. They left and didn't colonize, and they came back after the French. The Sp Spain got here in 1765. The Germans came about 1727 and brought with them the dairy industry, engineering, the beer industry. They brought with them the farming technique. So they started a lot of the farming, beer making, dairy industry. Uh, after them, comes the Africans in slavery, so they become a major population. Um, then England comes in 1776 to take over some of the English lands of Louisiana after the Declaration of Independence, so now England's here. Uh, then the Italians come, so you have France, you have Native America, you have France, you have Spain, you have Germany, you have England, you have African, and you have Italian. So that's the seven nations, and each one of them brought a huge food contribution. They all brought a fabulous architecture and music contribution, and we're trying to show some of that here. John slowly saw the traditional foods of his region being lost. He also noticed a general thinning of the infrastructure that supported Louisiana's agriculture. To boot, Fulce had a direct relationship to making dairy products. Believe it or not, Every Cajun home in the swamp where John grew up owned one or two dairy cows. Part of his daily life was milking the cow and figuring out how to use all the milk as quickly as possible given the lack of refrigeration. Creole cream cheese was the product of creativity in the swamp kitchen. 
a way to stretch and preserve valuable food. Back in the 70s, we're told by FDA and USDA that they couldn't make cheese in the same environment as they did milk, that you needed a separate facility. They decided, well, you know, there's no money in this Creole cream cheese. I mean, that's just like a little side deal. So, well, let's just quit doing that. And all of a sudden, a 300-year-old tradition of making this wonderful cheese just disappeared overnight. And then a couple of grocery stores decided to start making it using skim milk out of their case over there and a cup of buttermilk out of the case and just doing an acid set cheese overnight and selling it and all of a sudden it was gone the next morning. Everybody clamored to get it. Buying, you know, a half a million pounds of milk every month and none of it's Louisiana. And I'm reading in the paper that we had 2,000 dairy farms 20 years ago and we have 300 now. And we're not buying any Louisiana milk. We're buying all the milk from processing coming from everywhere. And here's these 300 dairy farms desperate to just pay their bills without going to auction. And why, why am I not buying their milk? Well, I'm not buying their milk because I can't process it. And I, I can't send a tanker out to get milk that I can't do anything with. And I can't guarantee them I'm, I'm going to be able to buy it every day and blah, 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 blah. So all of a sudden we find ourselves in a position to say, Jesus Christ, it's so simple. Let's buy all Louisiana milk. Let's go find a processing plant. Let's buy the plant. Let's move it in. And we have, thank God, the wherewithal to do it. So you kind of feel it everywhere you go that we're on the cusp of just exploding into a great, great cheese country. But yet we're still not through the door or that threshold yet because there's not enough people with the wherewithal to, to grow it. And that's part of my commitment as well. We have the wherewithal to grow it, but we have to cautiously grow it. For Fulce, all of it is about legacy, doing his part to preserve the cultural diversity of his home and stay grounded. And, and I'll tell you what, you, you said something this morning and I grabbed it as you said it, that Alice said we had more time when we were young. Well, that's true, but there was something else too. The older we get, the more responsible we get in the way we think. And we don't think as we think. You know, St. Paul said, when I was a child, I did the things as a child. And when I became a man, I did the things of a man. I put away the things of a child. Well, that's a big mistake. You know, you know in, in, in difference to St. Paul, he's a saint, I'm not. But, but he said, I put away the things of a child. I think when you put, I, he said it meaning something else. But if you can't think like a child and you're excited about Christmas and you're excited about the gift that your godfather and mother's going to give you, then you'll never do this. Because you have to be a child to think, how do I continue to create things that excite? This is it. I mean, this is how you do it. And, uh, and it's easy to say, well, I, I can't do that. It costs too much. I can't do that. It's easy to say that unless you always think like a child that there's excitement around every corner. And then, then of course, you have to have responsibility too, needless to say. But all, everything happens when you do things like this. People come and they buy and they see it. And, and, it, and you're not trying to sell it. It's just a, it's a byproduct of what you've done. If I build it from the heart, then people have to 
come and be a part of. And that's why, can you imagine that stone cheese building right here that we could just walk in right now? And the cheese makers are making cheese and there's the history of the seven nations and by that time we'll know what cheese they made. Huh? I know I'm gonna get there. I'm not in a rush. I'm only 59. I mean, I, I got time. But that's what's gonna happen there.